Hey guys, welcome back to Ready or Not. Today we are looking at the pit of despair. Yep, the dun, deep, dun, dun. dark secrets of debt. So let's get into it. All right, so here we go. We're going to tackle, we're going to talk about your money. Uh, you guys might remember Omar, he's with us again. Hey guys. And uh, just really excited. This is a topic um, when it came to money and finances years ago with you actually mm -hmm. in that small group that yeah. blew my mind. And then we all have personal experiences with maybe uh, spending money we didn't currently have, mm -hmm. sometimes out of necessity. And we went through some wild, like traumatic medical debt at times, mm -hmm. which is probably a completely different subject. Um, but still related. And then there's the just like, I want something, so I'll swipe my card and go get it. Uh, but man, really, guys, today focusing on two things when it comes to specifically spending money you don't have, just the pitfalls of it all. What 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 is looming in the future when it comes to this topic of debt? But yeah, I, you know, and and I would say when uh, when you read scripture, right, on the topic of debt, the Bible's pretty clear, right, on on what debt is, right, and I, I would say just to define it a little bit further, uh, a lot of times I think people question, right, hey, what is debt? Um, there is a difference, right? You have your kind of normal, and I'm going to get right into the budget, right? Yep. You get you have your normal utility bills, your water bill, your electricity bill. Um, your normal dated monthly bill, they said, that's not necessarily debt, right? That Those are services that you're getting okay, sure. on a monthly basis. What we're going to talk about today is, is liabilities, right? Where you're getting either a term loan, you're getting credit card debt, that you have an outstanding balance that you are not paying in full. Hmm. Now, I know we'll, we'll get into this later when you say like a term debt or loan, would student loans fall into that category? Absolutely. Okay. So, and we'll we'll touch on that in a little bit. So, hang tight, everybody. But, um, hey, I know even Proverbs twenty two seven it says the borrow is servant or slave to the lender, mm -hmm. and we don't realize the handcuffs that we're putting on. Oh yeah. Uh, it seems like a practical thing to do. It's a common thing to do. And we don't even know. We're literally shackling ourselves to... Oh, yeah. I mean, we live in a society where marketing does such mm. a great job with advertising, hey, you want this now? It's very easy to do. I mean, you walk into a normal store, right? You walk into Target. You walk into a, you know, a clothing store. And what's the first thing they're offering you? Would you like to put this on our store charge yeah, card? Yeah, we'll even give you some percentage off. Yeah, I'll give you a nice <laughs> deal, you know? And True. A lot of companies, when you look at their financials, they make some good money on those credit cards, not yeah. necessarily on the products they're selling. So they're not doing it to help you out. Mm -hmm. They're I, they're in it for their own oh, yeah. gain. Absolutely. There, there's a reason behind it. So when it comes to the pitfalls, I mean, what what why not get into some debt? And what's the big deal with spending money you don't have? Yeah, so the other thing that I, I think is important to clarify, right? We read in scripture what debt is, right? And I think that verse that you mentioned, right, is putting yourself in bondage, Yep. right? So when you find yourself in debt, you are putting yourself in bondage, right, or slavery. Mm. You know, the Bible also calls debt a curse. Okay. You know, so it's it's not viewed as a positive thing. Now, I will clarify, and this may be um, a topic of conversation, but is debt a sin? <laughs> you know, yeah. do, do you get... Are, are you in sin by having debt? And and that's not necessarily the case, right? Because 
I would say as a Christian, you know, we are, we, we're slaves to Christ, sure. right? We're bond servants to him. So uh, there is a distinction, you know, but debt is not a good pl- good place to be. Sure. You, you don't want to be under bondage. Yep, yep. Remember how serious God takes the management of money and resources and the whole parable of the talents, right? We turn it into like, oh, the skill God's given us or uh, a talent or an attribute and we should right. use it for the kingdom. But he was actually talking about money. Like, right. and if you're faithful and little, yep. I will give you the stewardship of more resources. And if you're not, I will take it from you, yeah. give it to someone else. Yeah, well said, David, because I, I think that's really the foundation, right? When we talk about debt, and if it's a, a good thing or a bad thing, right? The foundation really starts with, hey, are you a good money manager? Sure. Right? Are you able to really manage with what God's given you? Are okay. you being a good steward and a faithful steward with that paycheck? Right? Yeah. So so money management, right? The the pitfalls of debt. Uh, I think, at least for myself, younger and over time began to through experience, unfortunately, realize that today's debt is not the same size six months later. It grows in the shadows, Mm -hmm. behind the scenes, uh, lurking just beyond that minimum monthly payment. It doesn't, it's not a stagnant number. And whatever I went after or some people may go after in the moment, they don't realize what they're drawing from is... I don't get to go on vacation next year, mm-hmm. or my kids don't get the kind of presents I'd like to buy yeah. them at Christmas, uh, or when the car does break down, yeah. it's over. And it creeps up on you. Yeah. Because I'll, I'll say, right, for uh, for our younger generation, and, and I would say, again, let's go back to marketing, right? You have a lot of these financial institutions that they're pushing credit, sure, right? And And one of the things is, well, you need credit. Right, you have to establish uh, a good credit right. report. Right, you know, so this is a good thing that you're getting. Right, <laughs> I mean, that's really the the sales push that gets thrust on on a lot of people. Yep. And hey, I mean, how is it not attractive, right, to have a card where you can walk into any store and, and buy something you don't necessarily have the cash for? Yeah, I mean, gosh, what a what a gratifying feeling, right, to buy something that technically you can't afford. Yep, but now you have it. You know, and, and that's a pitfall, right? That's something that, hey, totally. wait a minute, let's kind of take a step back and, and, and reconsider, right, what we're doing here. Sure. So credit cards is going to be kind of that first step where we're being deceived. You know, okay. we have to be careful. Yeah, I remember, and correct me if I'm wrong, but there's even some brain science behind the act of swiping a card versus having to hand cash over and you, mm. you lose it in the moment. And I know where, I mean, we are... If we're not already a cashless society, we are right on the cusp. Oh, we're moving I mean, that way so, quick. So how to combat that? But there, there's no sense of loss when you just swipe a card versus if you have, you know, 10 bucks in your wallet yeah. and you have to now all of a sudden only have $2 in your wallet, you see there's a visual effect oh, yeah. of something happening. Is that true, you think? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you if you have a $100 bill in your wallet, yeah. right, and uh, you pull it out because you want to buy some, do you, you, know, you know, sometimes we have a feeling, hey, I don't want to break this 100 Yep. Right? But if you have a plastic, it's so easy just to pull it out, swipe, and it's done. Yep. Statistically speaking, a lot of businesses, uh, if they start accepting credit cards, 
their revenue jumps 20 to 40%. Oh my gosh. So they know, right? If if I'm in a position where I can accept credit cards, the consumer is going to walk into my store and spend more money automatically. Wow. That's wild. They're going to spend more money that they probably don't have. Absolutely. Yep. That's right. Gosh. Okay. So why, So pitfalls. And we bring up pitfalls. What we're talking about is um, almost like you know, falling into a manhole in the middle of the street, right? You're just walking along and just you're gone. So credit cards is one of those like looming holes you can fall into. It's, it's the easiest hole to fall into. And, and I think you brought up a good point, right? As you think about planning for the future, right? Um, we all want to take nice vacations. We all want to uh, buy nice things. Yep. Um, you know, spoil uh, ourselves maybe in the future. But once you get into credit card debt and and this thing grows and grows and grows, well, once the time comes that you want to take that trip, where's the money at? Yep. You know, the cash is gone. Your credit cards are maxed out. So you don't want to, you, you can. Now you're in a position where you really can't. You're forced to do nothing. Yep. Go back to work. Maybe find a second job. So Lord willing, if at all possible for those that are listening in right now, keeping people from plunging into debt, like what are some, even if it's just like a mental perspective and concept, or if there are tangible things, but how do we keep people or help people not fall into these things? Yeah, my my encouragement is really get good at managing your budget. Okay. Understand your, the money that's coming in and get really good at figuring out, hey, where does every dollar in your budget go? Okay. You know, that would be step one. If you can avoid credit cards, I would say avoid credit cards. Sure. You know, um, a lot of times I'll hear, hey, Omar, well, I um, I have credit cards. They offer me great rewards yep. and I pay it off every month. And, and, you know, my response typically is, hey, that's great that you do that. But if, if you're somebody who's looking to really do a better job at managing the money that you have yep. and you want to stay within your budget and, and save and meet your goals, mm-hmm. credit cards are going to be those tools, that tool that's going to derail your budget. So if you can avoid it, that's really my encouragement. Yeah, no, and I, I'll, guys, I'll throw myself under the bus. Like we've been in that position before a couple times and I'm just constantly amazed, even at... You know, I'm I'm not necessarily young anymore. I wouldn't put myself in an old category, but old enough to like, okay, I've I've been through the school of hard knocks. I know where it's at. We'll be responsible with that credit card to get the airline points. And it's doable, but it is so tricky. Mm-hmm. It's it's really interesting to me how elusive they are. Yeah. It blows my mind. Yeah. Um just the intentionality that it takes to not overspend, even after learning the hard way, is wild to me. Uh, now, I know you brought up credit cards. Is there any other form of pitfalls that you see people stepping into from time to time? Credit cards, I'd say, is the biggest one. The okay. other one would be, the other more common one is your car loans. Okay. I, I was right. wondering if you're going to bring that up or not. Yeah, get, getting into car loans. And again, I would say you're you're really starting to see in, in our society, uh, loans are getting bigger and bigger, and your terms are getting longer and longer. Yes. Where there was a time, right, where one, there was no car loans. Then they started your car loans. There might be three-year car loans, right? Right. Five-year car loans. 
Well, now they're doing seven to 10 year car loans. I've not, I knew about the seven. I remember seeing a seven and it blew my mind. Yeah, I mean, it's it's unbelievable, right? And again, a lot of that payment is going towards interest. Yep. So that car that you spent, you know, I'll say $35,000, you're really paying a lot more than that. Absolutely. Man, so living within your means is probably a huge Great part advice. of debt. Um, I know, you know, godliness with contentment mm. is great gain, mm. the Bible says. Yeah. And, you know, we focus so much on being a godly person, but that's not great gain. No. Godliness with contentment is great gain. Contentment's a good word, right? Uh, we we also read, and it's a verse that we hear often, right, is, um, for I have learned to be content in whatever circumstance mm. I am, yep. right? And this is from, from Paul, who... Yeah. Paul was a very wealthy person, right? He had money. Absolutely. Okay, but then he also found himself poor. I mean, the guy ended up in prison. Yep. So from his perspective, he saw both. He had plenty, but he also had nothing. Yep. Okay, and, and regardless of the circumstance, he says, hey, we need to be content. That's, that's right. And literally the exact passage you're talking about, I remember when I just clicked and I read the whole thing in its entirety the, for the first time, I remember this vividly. Reading about how he said, you know, I I know how it is to have too much to abound mm -hmm. and to suffer need, mm -hmm. right? And he goes back and forth between these like extreme yeah. seasons of life. And then this statement or the verse, uh, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Uh, that's not a, a Bible verse to kick more soccer goals. Yeah. You yeah. know, or that do, is or like a bench press. Yeah. A... <laughs> it's, it's not. He's saying, I've learned that in Christ, I can be passionate about eternal things rich, and I can be passionate in eternal things poor. Yeah. Um, and it does, it almost takes a divine fortitude to be content. Yeah. Well, even that verse, right? It's a learned behavior. Yeah, that's right. It's not natural for us to yep. be content, right? Eating rice and beans, you know, top ramen. I uh -huh. mean, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's a learned behavior. We, we really have to take the time to trust in the Lord seek his his comfort and yep. guidance yep. and and learn to be content. Totally. Now, I know we mentioned it kind of near the beginning and we want to bring it up before we kind of switch over to our next perspective of debt, but um student loans. Gosh, if you really break that whole thing down, it's actually a terrible name. Yeah. Student, right. meaning you're still being educated. <laughs> So we're going to give you a ton of money that you can't currently afford. And we actually know you can't afford it. So we won't even make you pay on it until you're done with school. Yeah. Like they're so aware you can't afford it. They're not even going to ask you to pay on it until you're done taking the classes. But I'm curious your perspective. Yeah. I, I mean, it's and that's another one, right? It's very easy. You go online, you apply for your FAFSA, right? And, and you all of a sudden instantly up oh, here's, hey, you're approved. You know, then you start getting letters in the mail. Hey, here's a loan opportunity, right, for your school. And, and I would say it's, again, the, going back to society, marketing, mm -hmm. um, we really get pushed a lot to go to school, sure. get your degree, right? Once you get your degree, you'll be successful, you'll make a lot of money. Um, and unfortunately, that's not always the case, Yep. right? You really have to look at your, your uh, almost a risk reward, sure. right? Um, if you find yourself applying for a loan of a hundred thousand, right, for your degree, that's, yeah, um, that's normal now. What, what's what's your uh, what's your profession going to be? 
you know, you find yourself in a profession where maybe you're a doctor, right? You're a lawyer. Yep. You know, potentially you are going to make enough income down the road to pay those student loans off. Right. Um, a lot of the times we're not seeing that anymore. Okay. You know, we're seeing careers now where it's going to take a long time yep. to pay off all that student debt. Yep. So you really have to evaluate is, hey, is does this make sense for me? Yeah. You know, am I better off going to a community college, you know, something more affordable? Um, and, and this is maybe more advice to parents is you got to save. Yes. Right. If you really want your kids to go to college, you got to save, you got to prepare for them. You know, because if you put your 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 child through school, right, and they graduate with this hundred plus thousand loan debt, um, you're at a disadvantage. Sure, I mean that's a well, was a third, maybe a quarter of a house. Mm-hmm. It, why not just go start your house payment or something? Um, now, out of curiosity, let's say a, a parent has a kid who's seventeen, eighteen, graduating high school. They're just realizing. And wishing, I, I wish I would have had the understanding to save. I didn't. I want my kid to go to college and they're open to it, but we can't afford it. Is it worth waiting and saving up? Is it something that you jump and make the leap? Is I mean, and I don't you know, even know if there's an answer, to be honest there, with there's, you. I mean, there's options. Yeah. Right. Um, if you take debt off the table, there is still options. Okay. Right. There's community Which, college. Just, and and. Go I'm going to pause you. Just right. you keep going. But I hope you guys heard what he just said, right? It's almost painted like, well, if you don't take a loan, you don't get to go to school. Yeah. Like there's no. a single option out there. And there, that's not true. It's but not. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. No, no. But yep. that was such a good statement. Like there are other options. You know, and one option is not going to college. <laughs> okay. You know, I'll, I'll tell you, and, and I, I know I shared a little bit of my background, right, right of, yeah. of being uh, in uh, in banking. Um, part of what I do is I work with very wealthy business owners. Okay. And guess what? A lot of them don't have a degree. Sure. You know, so you have people who are able to manage a very comfortable lifestyle yep. without going to college. It's wild. You know, I'm talking about multi-million dollar businesses. Yep. Now, before people, you know, lose their minds, uh, we're not anti-college people. If I right. understand, remember, even your daughter's going to be going to college. Yeah, she is. Okay, yep. so, She's starting up. Yep. So listen, we're not anti-education, anti-college. We're just anti-being unwise. Right. Or pro-being wise. Great way to put it that it. way. Yep. So I know even for myself, I have a friend who's a lawyer and you can't become a lawyer without going to college. So that's what you want to do, then go. Right. You want to be a doctor, right. like, please go learn how to do medicine before trying to do it. But on the flip side, my friend is a lawyer. He's in his 40s and still paying off student yeah. loans he took in his early 20s. Mm-hmm. Um, There's another young lady. Her She was getting married and had gotten her degree. It was cool. And really wanted her master's degree. And I remember sitting down and talking with her, my wife and I, and it was like, look, have you looked into how much your monthly payment's going to be on that loan? Yeah. And the answer was no. I was like, okay, well, do you know how long you'll be paying on that loan? How many years? The answer was no. And we just really gently were like, we're not telling you not to go get your master's. We're just asking you to do your homework and know what you're going to handcuff yeah. yourself to. Yep. And she went, talked to a financial advisor or the bank, whoever it was, and with she came back with tears in her eyes crying. Mm. 
she realized that this would have been an extremely foolish, foolish, foolish move because the monthly payments for the amount of years would have completely changed her quality of life. And so it broke her heart. Um, But I'm so, I mean, honestly impressed by this young lady because she made the right decision to just wait and not dive into the debt part. And silly enough, now you fast forward two years, she actually realized she hates that career yeah. and and wants out of it yeah. immediately. Wild. Yeah, and there's a lot of people in that situation, sure. right? Um, uh, earlier, you brought up a good point, right? And I think there's certain questions that are important to ask. Okay. Um, and, and I would say a, a lot of people maybe have experience, you walk into a car dealership, what's one of the first things a sales guy asks you is, is how much can you afford, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah. You know, what's that monthly payment you can afford? Yep. You know, and, and that really is the wrong question. Okay. You know, it's really it really should be more, hey, what's the cost? Yep. How much is this going to cost me? Yep. You know, uh, and that, that's the question, right? No, can I absolutely. afford that cost? Man, be smart. Just do your homework and don't let people push you into stuff. Remember the first time we bought a car, my wife and I, we actually, we bought a car together. We were engaged, but not married yet. And we sat down and she actually whipped out a, smartphones weren't quite there yet. Yeah. <laughs> the calculator. And, <laughs> she whipped yeah. out a calculator. <laughs> yes, love it. And started punching numbers and like, yeah, we're not paying that. Yeah, yeah. Um, the most recent car I have, it is by far the most humbling car I've had since being 16. I remember, you know, well, how much can you pay? I remember telling them flat out, mm-hmm. three hundred bucks. That's my that's my limit. Oh, they'll they, make it work. They they came back. Could you do three hundred five? No. How about three hundred two? <laughs> no. Like, you're gonna you're gonna lose a car over two bucks. I remember telling them, no, you're gonna lose a sale over two bucks. Yeah, like, good for you. And we walked out, <laughs> and then they called us and gave it to us for yeah. exactly what we wanted. So stand your ground. They work for you. Yeah. You don't work for them. Do your homework. Yeah. Um, and the same gosh. applies for for student loan debt. Yep. Right. It's cost. What is your cost? Yep. You know, because payments you can make a payment work, but again, that's messing with your budget. Yep. How long do you want to make that? Payment? That's right. You know, and and I'm in the position now where I'm obviously a little bit older, but uh, my encouragement to my family, to my to my wife is, hey, can you imagine once we pay this house off? Mm-hmm. I mean, gosh, what could we do with that monthly payment? Yep. Right? I mean, you, you really start to dream and vision, man. How how different would is life going to be? It's like getting a raise. Once we get to that point. Yeah. You know, so if you start off life without a student loan, oh, you're already at an advantage. You're beating 60% yes. of the people yes. out there? <laughs> That's awesome. Well, look, we're going to get into some other topics in our next podcast, getting out of debt if you are into it. Um, there is ways to leverage debt, right? There maybe are some unique ways to do that. We'll get into that. That'll be another episode. But you guys, I love the quote uh, that I've heard a long time ago, but every time you borrow money, you are robbing your future self, which is wild. But man, thank you so much for being here today. And uh, awesome, awesome. Take it easy, guys.